Scriptures. It's a beautiful thing to know our position before a Lord and Savior who is full of, perfectly balanced in truth and grace. I hope you have enjoyed uh, Chase uh, picking out our songs and leading us today. And if you have, please let him know today. Um, it's, a, uh, it's a great thing to have so much talent in, in one church. Amen? And thank you so much, David, for such a, a great prayer. And David, your thoughts this morning also. I just, as I listen uh, this morning, I thought, what, what, a, what a great thing it is to have such a small church that is so diverse with so much skill uh, and a great desire to serve the Lord. Well, coming up Thursday, what's happening? Thanksgiving dinner at Life Source. If you haven't signed up for that, there's still room uh, back there. And whether you're someone who is a great cook or you're like me and you can open a can of corn, pour it into a pot and heat it up, there are plenty of things to do. There's still things left on that assignment sheet to fill in as Melissa runs back there to get the easy stuff. All right. Please look over your bulletins for announcements. Everything uh, going on should be in the bulletin. Anna does a great job in keeping us up to date on the things in the bulletin. Uh, please keep those on the prayer list in your prayers. Well, today uh, we're going to talk about self-control. We're on this series of what are we becoming? Becoming like Jesus. Being like Jesus. There was this... Uh, man who was in charge or it was the head of his local chapter of vegetarians and he was always going around and preaching and teaching about about the virtues of being a vegetarian but secretly secretly he had a great desire to have roasted pork He'd think about it on his way home as he drove home. As he would sit and look at those vegetables, he would imagine taking a great big piece of roasted pork and putting it in his mouth and chewing on it. And, and, and Tony, you need to wipe that slobber off your cheek right now. So, and what that tasted like and, and what it felt like going down the back of his throat. And he was just consumed with this thought and he felt guilty about it because he'd been preaching and teaching about being a vegetarian and the virtues of being a vegetarian all his life and he just couldn't stand it Rick so one day he drove 30 40 drove 60 miles out of town to a little bitty hole in the wall that was known for roasted pork he slipped off to the back of the restaurant sat with his back to the wall so he could see who was coming and going and the waitress came up and he said, I want what you're famous for. I want that roasted pig. And she said, you bet. I'll be back in a minute. And so he was sitting there and he was kind of feeling guilty and kind of feeling engaged. that he was finally going to have some roasted pig. And who might you think walks through the door? Yes, the secretary of the committee. And the treasurer both walk in. 
they see him and they come to the back. And just as they start to say hello and, and tell them that they're glad to see him, the waitress comes out. And guess what she's got? The roasted pig and a great big apple in its mouth. You know, like you see on all the holiday scenes. And she walks up to him and she starts to put the plate down. And the two vegetarians look over at him. And they're in amazement at what they're looking at. And he says, imagine that. I ordered an apple and look what comes with it. (laughs) This morning, self-control. Control really is God control as we talk about this morning self-control to keep ourself under control it's a simple lesson this morning our key question is how does God free me from addictions and sinful habits and the answer to this question is I have the power through Christ to control myself right See, men have been trying to control themselves since they were created, and that never has worked out well. Control, self-control is found in Christ. Our scripture this morning comes from Titus 2, 11 through 13. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It, this grace, it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you like a good sermon to be short, I've only got two points. Recognize our control issues And where is our self-control found? So this morning, the first question is, or the first thing we want to look at, is recognizing our control issues. We all have them. We just need to admit it. Sometimes, if you've been a Christian a long time, you have a hard time recognizing your control issues. You think you don't have any if you kid yourself. Listen to this guy who has some control issues in his life and and see what you think. He says, so the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble's with me, for I, all too human, a slave to sin, I don't really understand myself. For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows me I agree with the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I want, I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, 
I inevitably, inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. <laughs> what a miserable man, a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is in my mind. I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. This is Paul talking, but it could be Keith Castleman. Could it be you this morning? Sometimes we need to realize our problems and recognize our control issues in our life. John narrows down these control issues and says, listen, everybody's got a problem with lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, or the pride of life. Well, what are those? Let's look at them. Lust of the flesh, that wrong desire of the heart, the appetite of indulging all things that excite and inflame sensual pleasures. Oh, what are you really talking about, Keith, lust of the flesh? Well, how about addiction to substance abuse, drugs, alcohol, overeating? You know, a lot of us, we just skip right over the first two, but wait a second. Holy moly, he put overeating up there. Yes, that too. How about uncontrolled impulse to pornography and ungodly sexual relationships? Do you have problems with that? How about lust of the eye? Is that where your control issue is at? The eye that are delighted with riches and rich possessions? This is the lust of coveting after things. Well, Keith, what exactly does that look like? How about with an obsession with greed? Can I tell you that when I see people who have an addiction with anything, they seem to be the last person to recognize it. And that stands with alcohol and drug abuse and overeating and with this greed. The people who are most greedy that I recognize as being greedy in their life do you know they hardly ever recognize that they have a control issue with greed makes me wonder would I see my issue with greed how about obsession with power how about obsession with power over other people and control over other people is that your problem with yourself control when I was teaching at Harding, I, I was in a class and we were talking about Jacob and, and how Jacob always did God's will. No matter how, excuse me, I'm out of control his life looked, right? Excuse me, I meant to say Joseph. How out of control Joseph's life looked. He was always, always doing God's will. And we started talking about that and asking in, in class who has an obsession with power and in being in control? And this young lady in the back of the class raised her hand and said, yeah, I have a problem with power. 
Matter of fact, I get up in the morning and I write in my journal what I'm going to do and how I'm going to say things when I see my friends at school. And she says, I've got to admit, I even write down what they're supposed to say to me. And then if they don't say what they're supposed to say to me, Don, I usually get upset and tell them what they're, how they're supposed to respond to me. Do any of you have obsessions with power? How about the pride of life? A vain man that craves the grandeur and the pomp and the vainglorious life. This includes the thirst after honor and applause. Well, I'm not that way. Keith, I don't have problems with the pride of life, maybe. How about that unmanaged temper or prone to ungodly anger and outburst? Well, Keith, what's that got to do with pride? Well, this angry outburst and this bad temper that you've got, most likely it's a lack of humility and patience, right? Isn't that why you lash out at her? Isn't that why you try, why you get upset because you weren't patient enough because you thought you had it right and shouldn't wasn't that driven by your own pride and you thinking you were right? See, pride really is, is at the center of a bad temper and anger and outburst. If we possessed more humility and more patience, gentlemen, we wouldn't have this problem, would we? The ladies are starting to draw their shoulders back and say, yeah, that's right, Keith. And then he put up B, unrestrained gossip, self-aggrandizement, even arrogance. Have you got a problem with that? Well, Keith, what's that got to do with pride, gossiping? Can I tell you, at the, at the center of every gossip session you've ever heard was insecurity. At the center of every gossip session you've ever heard, the, at the center of it was insecurity. At the point of arrogance, at the point of being a bigot, of having prejudice, is the pride of life because of arrogance, the lack of value that you have, because you don't recognize whose you are, then you have to lift yourself up and act prideful and put others down. Folks, people who abide in Christ and understand whose they are do not participate in gossip and self-aggrandizement and arrogance because they don't need to lift themselves up because they realize how valuable they are in Christ. And we are valuable in Christ. Amen? So where do you fall in recognizing your control issue this morning? Addictions to substances? Uncontrolled, ungodly sexual acts? Obsession with greed? Obsession with power? 
unmanaged tempers, overindulged egos. If you, if you fall in there somewhere, just kind of raise your hand so I can see I've touched some of you to recognize. Thank you very much. And it didn't count if she had to raise your hand, David. <laughs> Folks, we all have control issues, right? We all need to practice better self-control. So that leads us to number two. Where is self-control found? Because I don't believe it's in us. I believe it's found in God. I'll give you three points here. Self-control is found in grace. Self-control is found in being led by the Spirit. And self-control is found in radical selflessness and submission to God. Number one. Self-control is found in grace. Let's go back to Titus for just a moment. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us. Jesus Christ and his sacrifice and his unmerited favor. Isn't that what grace is? Unmerited favor? Some of you have that doe in the headlight look. A good shake of the head. Isn't grace unmerited favor? Isn't that what teaches us to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age? Isn't the love for Jesus Christ and His grace that teaches us self-control? You see, I can give you laws... And I can put you under the law, and I can put fear upon you, but that's not going to motivate you very long, is it? That's short-term motivation. Oh, but if we recognize the grace that's been done for us, if I see this incredible love for us through Jesus Christ and His grace, that is, that's life-changing. It teaches me self-control over my life. Paul tells Timothy, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but about a power and love and self-control. You see, it's recognizing that love for us, that we love, that we get our power, our self-worth and who we are and allows us to say no to ungodly th things and have self-control. Number two, self-control is found in the Spirit. And Galatians 5, 16 and 17 says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. If we will allow the Spirit to direct and guide our lives... He will lead us to a life that is dominated by control. Right? Number three, 
Self-control is found in radical selflessness and in submission to God. If you've got a Bible, pull it out. Philippians. It's way over, almost three-quarters of the way through the New Testament. If you've got a Bible just like mine, it's on page 946. Let your fingers find chapter 2, Philippians 2, starting at verse 1. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from His love? Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Think of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out for only your interest, but take the interest of others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Now here is where I want you to see this radical selflessness and submission to God. Are you listening? If you got your eyes closed, this is where you wake up. I want you to see this point. Be with me as I read this scripture. Recognize our self-control is found in radical selflessness and in submission to God. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. Then he appeared in human form. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to a place of the highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in the heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. That's where self-control is found. In this radical submission to our Savior and to our God, that's what it looked like. Christ models it perfectly for us. And all we have to do is follow in his footsteps. This morning, I got to ask you, how are you doing on your self-control? I've got some improvement to make. How about you? This morning, is it time for you to recommit your life to Christ? Our elders are going to stand up in just a moment when we start singing and they're going to walk to the back and be there for you. If you need to recommit your life, if you need to confess that you've got a problem in your life with control, they're back there to pray with you. Or maybe you've never committed your life to Christ. You've never given your life over 
to Christ. And you're still trying to have self-control instead of God-control. Won't you, won't you make that commitment to put your life under his control? I know. Monday through Friday, you've been living like the rest of the world. You come to church, but you haven't made that change in your life. You haven't committed to him to have true God control in your life. Isn't it time to repent, to confess his name? To put him on in baptism, to become like a new child in Christ, isn't it time that you made that commitment? May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Chase. Let no one caught in sin remain. Inside the light of